Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we catch up with our friends from the Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic, and Don Roberts, the executive director, joins us today. Got an interesting topic I think you're going to uh, enjoy. Well, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but it'll be very informative, uh, and it's something that we're dealing with, it seems like, in a, in a big way. Don, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. good. Things going well at uh, Beasley? Yep. Doing great. We're still busy, and it's uh, just an everyday thing, but, which is great. Yeah. So, so still, um, uh, hours at the clinic are full, yep. I guess. <laughs> yes, they are. And luckily, we have our one vet had been out for a couple months, but she's back now. So our wellness services are kind of back to full swing again. So um, four days a week when we were very limited for the past couple months. So that's good. People yeah. coming in for wellness exams, heartworm tests, and things like that. So Well, great. Uh, glad to hear that. And, um, you know, we, we talk with you each month and, you know, I, I had someone say, you know, I, um, person who had just moved to the area a few years ago and they were unfamiliar with Beasley and, and the work that you do. So I thought next time I have Dawn on, I'm going to ask, you know, what is it that Beasley Animal Clinic is, is all about and, and the foundation? And so when someone asks you that question, what do you have for them? Uh, basically, the animal um, Beasley Animal Foundation kind of is a kind of sums up about four programs with the Beasley Animal Clinic is the biggest program where we provide affordable spay and neuter services as well as preventative wellness services. We do vaccines daily with no appointment necessary. Um, Our wellness services, you do need an appointment. Um, And then another program we have is financial assistance for low income, military, those facing homelessness. Um, We can provide financial assistance for spay and neuter and sometimes some wellness programs. Um, then we have an education program where we go out to in schools, um, Cub Scouts, groups like that to kind of educate on responsible pet care and pet ownership. And then we also have a community outreach program where we'll go out into the community just this past week, last Friday, um, our vet and a vet assistant went out to um, St. Clair Senior Center and vaccinated their pets um, for free. Oh, wow. Um, and then we also um, do food outreach where we'll provide dog and cat food to human distribution food um, drives so to ensure that you know the people have the food for the cats and dogs Mm -hmm. so um, meals on wheels comes to mind for instance so when or or yeah we work yeah group well we work with um, uh, church in Woodbury and with uh, greenhouse ministry sometimes so i'm hoping to get that program a little bit ramped up and awesome. reach out to some other organizations well great good stuff there um and for all of these programs to work uh, that's another arm of the foundation i'm sure and Correct. fundraising and fundraising things like that yeah so speaking of that we are having our first yard sale at our location in over a y- in 10 years so we're really looking forward to that as um, some additional funding for our programs um, you can donate if you have any gently used, clean, working, ready to sell items. We are happily accepting donations at our, our location. And then our the yard sale is June 3rd from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay, and and that is going to be at the uh, clinic? Clinic, yeah, 2215 Keeneland Commercial Boulevard. Okay, and 
when uh, when dropping off items for for donations would it be the same place yes yeah okay. there's a sign in the window kind of on our front porch um you know we ask that you know to avoid really high traffic that we have at our clinic if you can drop it off anytime between 3 and five thirty. if you need a tax receipt that's definitely the time you're going to need it is monday through thursday when we're there but you know if you're cleaning out closets you're tool shed your attic during the weekend you can always just drop it off on the weekend and we'll get it monday morning okay and what type of items are or is it just anything that's gently used and yeah, someone else yeah. could use it yeah i mean we've got some furniture we've got clothes um dog toys books children's books goes good we have holiday decor um electronics um anything that you know you would think that you can see at a yard sale okay well great so that's on uh, june 3rd and I'm assuming that's it's a Saturday. A, it's a Friday. A Friday. Yes. Okay. So Friday, June 3rd. And uh, that will be at uh, the location of the Beasley Animal Clinic, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. 2215, right? 2215 Kingland Commercial Boulevard in Murfreesboro. We're right off of South Rutherford Boulevard. Yeah, very good. Um, so that uh, is, is an event you need to mark on your calendar. If you are doing some spring cleaning here this weekend, it'll be a good chance to get that done and, uh, and help out the Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic. Today, um, May is Lyme Awareness Month, right? So... Lyme, what is Lyme disease? Well, it's a tick-borne disease, mm. and it's um, it's most common, um, of course, in dogs and humans. Um, unfortunately, it's one of the zoonotic diseases where humans can get it as well from just being bit by a tick. Oh, wow. So um, tick-borne diseases, I'm sure... Um, I'm, I'm sure everyone is seeing tons of ticks around right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, but, but I... It seems like it's one of those things where you don't hear a lot about Lyme disease, but it is is still very prevalent, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And um, in fact, um, you know, it's getting becoming more prevalent um, in this area um, in Tennessee. Hmm. Um, um, according to the Companion Animal Parasite Council, um, Lyme disease, as well as ehrlichiosis, is on the rise here in this area. So that's another tick-borne disease. disease yeah um i the one i hear about a couple of times during the summer it seems like here in tennessee is rocky mounted spotted fever correct yeah yeah um and that's another one and then as well as anaplasmosis and then of course there is babesiosis which um you know ehrlichia anaplasmosis and lyme disease is kind of in this area um, more prevalent, and that's what we test. You can get tested for annually. Mm -hmm. um, Rocky Mountain spotted fever definitely is another one, um, and you know all of these t diseases have similar um, symptoms, but some of them can bring up some additional symptoms okay. as well. Okay, we'll talk about a few of those, and I'm glad you said all of those osuses there because I wasn't even going to try. So. Yeah, <laughs> I probably butchered some of them. So, <laughs> um, so. I shared with you before uh, we went on the air that I had noticed uh, one of our dogs had a, a tick just crawling around, you know, and thankfully had not latched and, and whatnot. But I even saw them on our carport just crawling around, walking around on the concrete. And I've, I've you know, usually they're out of sight, out of mind until they've already done what they do right but I, yeah i'm seeing them everywhere i'm picking ticks off of myself um our dogs which is really unusual because they're unpreventative and then my horse i mean they're just they're really bad this year and i don't know why <laughs> yeah uh, so 
Um, we're going to talk about some of those preventatives, and, and especially this year, it seems like it's it's going to be very important. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you might see in your animal if maybe they have one of these tick-borne diseases and, and some treatment ideas. Yeah, so... Um, some of the common symptoms for a lot of them is like if, um, and we don't certainly don't want to forget cats. I mean, bobcat fever is one of the main um, diseases that cats will get from ticks. Um, they're not as they're not immune from like Lyme disease and the other ones, but they they're less frequent in cats than they are dogs and humans. Um, so it's depression, lack of energy, um, loss of appetite. Um, they could appear having a hard time walking, stiffness walking, you know, sometimes an acute fever. I mean, my dog, he had ehrlichiosis. He was just totally just fatigued, no energy, lost weight because he wasn't feeling good and wasn't hungry. And, um, you know, so it was those kind of symptoms that if they're out of the ordinary, mm -hmm. things like that, you do need to, you know, go to your vet and things like that to get them checked out. So you've dealt with that on the on a personal level, then. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, if are these the the ticks when when they do their thing, it it actually gets into the blood of the dogs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and how long? You know, the, of course, the tick has to be has to bite the animal and sit on it and feed on it for a while. Um, like your leukiosis and mountain spotted fever, it can be transmitted within three to six hours once the tick attaches to oh, them. Wow. Um, where Lyme disease, it requires a little bit longer, sometimes 24 to 48 hours of feeding time. So, you know, the most important thing is really be diligent. If you or your dog are outside or your cat, you just kind of look them over really well and make sure that you can get the ticks off of them as soon as possible. And they seem to find places that are just not obvious right and a lot of animals you know they don't want to be you know p scratched and prodded and everything but behind the ears um in and around the ears i mean that is where i find a lot of my dogs ticks are in the ears in the ears uh-huh inside mm. the i mean not, not deep, deep inside but just right outside you know mm -hmm. um between the front legs between the back legs under the tail in between their toes on their pads so i mean under collars i mean it's just like under the belly. I mean, you just really have to kind of just feel and, you mm -hmm. know, and see if you can feel like a little bump and see what that is. And then just, if you're going to remove them, try to remove them with a tweezer. Don't squeeze it. So then, you know, the body fluid will always get in the animal as well. Right, so. right. I, I've, um, so our, one of the areas that I've heard about is you mentioned the collar, collar harness, any place that that maybe is even protected where they kind of the ticks kind of burrow under and right you know yeah. those those are always biggies to always right. check I guess. exactly and it's of course it's always hard on those long-haired you know thick matted dogs yeah. or cats you know you really have to be able to do some feeling and looking around to see if you know if the ticks are on them so uh keeping your dog safe from tick-borne disease um is is one of those things where um, what do we need to do? And you, you mentioned the word preventatives uh, earlier. What type of preventatives are out there? Um, well, at a vet, your vet clinic, you can get oral, um, which normally is um, will prevent flea and ticks. You know, help. I mean, of course, it's not going to 100% eliminate the fact that they're not going to get the diseases, but it does dramatically reduce the risk um, because the ticks will 
die. Mm. Um, there's also some people don't want to give oral. There's also topical medication, um, especially for like cats, you can put on the base of their head. And then there's tick collars, but it's just a matter of some work, some collars work for some people. It depends on the lifestyle as well. But um, there's so there's different ways that you can get prevention. And honestly, in Tennessee, just because of our weather, um, I was picking ticks off in January. Mm. So it really should be a year-round thing that you kind of consider keeping your pets on. I, I, I did. Uh, you mentioned putting the topical on the cat behind the head. You, you need to put it uh, the topical away from where your dog or cat can lick it lick themselves. Lick it, correct. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the collars, the flea and tick collars, those have gone through times of well they're they're not great or they are great so at, at least it's better than nothing uh, what, any thoughts on collars it, well it depends i mean we hear various people especially that come to our clinic some swear by them that it works great and some they it doesn't you know some work great with fleas some doesn't work good with ticks so i mean it's kind of you know if you have a dog that is not outside a lot or anything like that they might work but you know um they don't work for me because my dogs are out in the farm and all that stuff. If they're so, out all the time, right. that's different. It is. so. But like I said, we get people that love them at the clinic and some that this just doesn't work for. Um, um, we, we mentioned kind of where to look, and it seems like even around the eyelids of, of dogs, it, I don't know why. that Maybe it's an area that has more moisture or something. I'm yeah. not sure. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, that's what I forgot. Yeah, you need to look at the eyelids. Deal. Yeah, I've picked some off of, yeah. So that's a common place as well. Okay. And you mentioned picking off. So, and you said tweezers. I've heard about like making sure you, you get the head, head as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you say don't squeeze them, if they're still attached and you squeeze, that is going into your dog's body. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and <laughs> you can see ticks sometimes they can be small but if they've been there a while don't they they grow because they have your animal's blood, blood in them? It, yeah they'll just yeah they'll return to be white and like a i guess i don't know what a balloon of, or yeah. I, yeah something like that yeah and that's yeah it, they're just feeding on your your blood or your animal's blood yeah that means they've they've been, been there, there a, while. a while yeah so um I know that you have off uh, that kind of spray for especially mosquitoes, but it, it, it helps with other insects. But those aren't good. Those are human treatments, not good for animals. Right. Yeah. You need to stick with for protecting your your love, your love pets. You need to make sure that it's safe um, for the pets. Um, there's different products out there that, you know, to make sure that it's safe for dogs. And then if you have a cat, make sure it's for cats and things like that. But yeah, human human repellent is not something that you want to spray on your pets and uh one final thing here you you mentioned um some of the symptoms and if, if you notice that your your dog has just is is at acting lethargic um, not eating those type of things it's always good just to let your vet do a check right absolutely yeah if you know anything if you just notice anything that's off with your pet you know there's it's a sign that something's going on. It necessarily not, might not be tick-related, tick-borne-related, but if you notice lethargy, I mean, some of the diseases can cause neurological problems, um, you know, sudden nosebleeds and something like that, how they attack the white blood cells. So make sure when you take your animal to the vet, you mention saying, hey, I pulled the tick 
or I saw some ticks on my animals so that they can do the proper testing mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, cause some of the symptoms can be mimicking other conditions that, you know, your animal could have as well. And, and treatment is, is possible, especially yes. early on Absolutely. with any of this, right? Yeah. I mean, my dog recovered great. Um, and he just was on some antibiotics and everything like that. But yeah, so most vets can treat it very effectively if, you know, if they get tested and things like that. I mean, I would think that if, you know, the veterinarian said, uh, your dog has Lyme disease, it would look, you know, that, that could be really scary, right. but it is treatable, but you don't want to let it go on for a long time. No, Cause it, yeah, of course, like anything, it just, it'll just get worse and more and more severe. Well, uh, appreciate it, Dawn. Some very interesting information here this morning. And uh, keep those fleas and ticks down, I guess, best we can. We try. (laughs) Thank you for having (laughs) me. Thanks so much. Dawn Roberts joining us, the executive director of the Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic. And uh, don't forget their yard sale on Friday, June 3rd at uh, 2215 Keeneland Commercial Boulevard, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Have a good day.